Dearly beloved friends, we gather here. Achoo! In this time of man's great innocence. Innocence? Innocence? No? You are listening to Go Be That Guy, Guide to Sequels and Remakes. This is episode 392. I'm Marquis Mike. Uh, fall's in the air today. It was... We were just talking about fall. It was delightful. Yeah. I was. I, I do a little... Uh, I try to get out for my lunch. Do a little walk, a little, little mile walk. And I gotta tell you, it's a lot nicer when it's 70 degrees versus like 95. Yeah. Yeah, I... I was commuting to work this morning, riding my bike. Oh. Uh-huh. And I was like... And I usually, I leave the house early enough, even in the middle of summer, I'll put a jacket on in the morning. Because okay. my first quarter to half mile is straight down a hill and I'm flying. Yeah. And it gets chilly. So I have my jacket on and I'm like, man, it falls in the air and, and I just, something was tingling my senses. I was like, is it the breeze? It's a little, little nip? I'm like, maybe. But you know what it was? little hint of pumpkin spice on the air, Mark. Oh. little hint of pu- pumpkin spice. That's all going to be gone tomorrow when it goes back to 95. Yeah. But at least today, we got a taste. And you got to get out and enjoy it, you know? Yeah. This, this fall. Yeah. Today, just enjoying a nice little walk, having the doors open, get a little cross breeze in, had the AC off. I just, you know, you, you discover a lot about yourself, even in, in my advanced age of mid-30s. I go, you know I'm a fall guy. Yeah. If I'm ever, if there's ever a questionnaire I have to fill out, someone's ever like, "What's your favorite season?" I just boom, fall. Don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. Fall, fall. It's fall. I'm a, I'm a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. Loving kind of dude. I wore a long sleeve shirt to work today. Oh. I was like packing my bag this morning. I was like, toss a long sleeve shirt in yeah. this bag for when I get to work. And yeah. It felt great. A little long. Oh, vest. I've been so tired. Yeah, vest. Yeah. I've been so tired of wearing short sleeve polos at work. For the last two months. I want weather where I can cover my shins. Yeah. That's what I want. Feel comfortable. Comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. All time. What have you been watching? Oh, I got got some things and I don't know where we left off. It's been a month and it's all been, it's been 100% my fault. Oh, let me see. I I bet I can find this Um, based on my diary. People just want so much from me. July 26th, I believe was the last day Okay. Okay, cool. So I know where to okay. I know where to start here. Yeah, and it's been my fault. We've been. I it, I'll take I'll take all the blame for putting this this week off so much. Um, so oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go in order here. I got I forgot about some of these. Some of these are fun. Okay, I watched 1986 Sylvester Stallone, Cobra. Oh, have you seen Cobra? I I have seen Cobra many times. Cobra sometimes you know. Cobra's People fun. The disease. But Cobra doesn't know what Cobra wants to be. Yeah. When Cobra is kind of being a Dirty Harry kind of movie, it's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. When Cobra is deciding it's like, I don't know, not Dirty Harry cop movie, but more, yeah. more uh, I don't know, shitty action cop movie, uh-huh. it's not good. Yeah. Uh, but it just, it's a movie with an identity crisis, is what it is. Yeah, I believe that. It doesn't know what it wants to be. Um, well, have you heard the uh, the story about like how Cobra came came to be Cobra? Is that they wanted Stallone 
to be in Beverly Hills Cop, and he didn't like the script, and so he took it and then came went off the pro. I, I'm probably getting a lot of this mixed up, but it was he was going to be in Beverly Hills Cop, or they wanted Beverly Hills Cop, didn't like the script, rewrote the script. They're like, no, this isn't Beverly Hills Cop. He's like, all right, I'm gonna make my own movie, and that was Cobra. And so I wonder if there is some, like, eh, it's a little Dirty Harry, maybe it's a little Beverly Hills Cop, maybe it's a little... Definitely no Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Definitely, uh... It's like, it's like some Dirty Harry and some, and some Mad Max. Uh-huh. If you ask me. Yeah. It, it's fun. It's, it's not great. It's fun. Uh, watched, finally, I bought this movie digitally about a year ago. It was like a dollar. I was like, why would I not buy this? This is a masterpiece. Yeah. I watched uh, 1992, The Last of the Mohicans. It's such a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it a hundred times. Probably not a hundred times, but I've seen it a lot. Sure. It still freaking rules. Last of the Mohicans still rules. Uh, and I believe this is a remake. I think the Dana Day-Lewis, is the one I watched, is a remake. I believe there's oh. a Last of the Mohicans movie from like the 40s or something. Because I do think these are all based off of a novel. Okay. Keep that in the back pocket. I kind of had similar things if I bought it on physical, but it was uh, it was $5. It was the, I got the Blu-ray for $5. I was like, well, why wouldn't I buy Why this? wouldn't you? You can't yeah. pass on that. It's just been on my shelf for like two years now. And I'm like, I'm going to throw that in one day. It's so good. Yeah. That music starts and it just, oh man. That movie just flies too. Mm. Uh, I watched a couple newer movies here. I got a... Uh, 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 this is a Netflix, I think a Netflix, I don't know if Netflix original, but straight to Netflix. Uh, 2023, Happiness for Beginners. Ellie Kemper stars in this. Mm-hmm. Um, is better than I thought it was going to be. I just put it on for noise. Sure. It's like a 90 minute runtime or something. It's better than I thought it was going to be. It's not great. It's a whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And then I watched another Netflix original, 2023. They cloned Tyrone. Is a fantastic film. It's good. It is okay. so freaking good. And when you said you watch a new Netflix movie, that's what I thought it was. But then I realized I haven't turned on Netflix in a while, so I don't get like the automatic thing. But I, I have seen the commercial or trailer for. They cloned Tyrone they cloned is Tyrone. phenomenal. Okay, it is a must watch. Is it Jamie Fox movie? He is in it. Okay, and. Um, uh, John Boyega is in it, and Jamie Foxx, and then a couple other appearances that I will keep to myself okay. because I believe they are kind of like part of the fun. Well, fun little yeah when they um, pop up. It's so it's so cool. It's so cool. Uh, then I watched. Uh, I did mark a favor here because we had a discussion, and and I kind of made fun of you because you fell asleep watching The Meg, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Well, I got to watch." The Meg again before I watch Meg yeah. two, and I was like, "Why would you watch Meg Meg one? You don't need to watch Meg one. You're gonna watch two. You really think they're necessary?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was sitting around one day, I'm like, "You know what? I'm gonna do Mark a favor. I'm gonna rewatch the Meg and let him know if he really needs to rewatch the Meg completely before he goes see the Meg two. Yeah. The answer is no. You don't. But I need to know Jason Statham's <laughs> background. I I do remember like it, it it did I I I think I was editing or uh, I posted. The episode we, t- we had that discussion, I was listening back to it, I go, oh yeah, I, my argument was like, I don't even know the guy's name, and then it just popped in my head, I was like, oh, it's Jonah. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, Meg, he's, you know, it's like a whale. Yeah. Um, what's his backstory? I gotta remember. I mean, I can tell you, or you can just watch it. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch okay. it one day. Uh, I mean, you don't need to rewatch Wait. it. 
You you rewatched the Meg one. That, that's what. You yeah, mean. I rewatched the Meg one. Okay. You see the Meg two? No. So how do you know you don't need to watch the Meg one? I just know. I just watch it. Not near as fun the second time. And I'm 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 after watching the second time, I'm pretty sure like you don't. What if again. I haven't seen? I um, spoiler. I I didn't see the Meg two. Uh, what if like part of it's just like ah remember that last adventure we had and it's like oh yeah I remember and then they don't do a flashback you're like what the fuck are they talking about I didn't see the Meg one yeah, giant shark that's all you need to know oh. Megalodon that's all you need to know oh, gosh spoiler two Megalodons <laughs> that was a nice little that yeah that's, that's a nice good little, point uh, you know. so you don't need to rewatch it because you remembered that yeah now that I'm the, I think I just needed to talk about the Meg because now it's all coming back to me Jonah two Megs you're, do- do- you're done. Dog lives at the end. You're done. Yeah. Yeah, dog lives at the end. Yeah. You're done. I uh, got out to the theater. Um, I went. This was my first opening night movie I've done in a long time. Sure. Got out. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Meet Mayhem. It's a masterpiece. That's all I'm going to say. It is absolutely fantastic. Okay, so uh, that wasn't all I was going to say. I continued. Yeah. Great movie. Loved it. it. Hits for me. I'm a 90s kid. It's a 90s, it's a movie for kids, but it's also a movie for 90s kids. But how obnoxious are those little kid voices? <laughs> They're not obnoxious at all. They're great. I'm watching, uh, you know, my son's into Turtles now, so I mean, we watched uh, the live action. Like you one, threw two, away three. all his Spider-Man shit. Yeah. He replaced it with his Turtles He's stuff. done with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we went, and I'm just like, man... Yeah, these are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's the voice of a 40-year-old man who's been chain-smoking. That's... <laughs> And that's how you that, like it. That's how we did it in the eighties. <laughs> uh, watched another twenty twenty three. Watched a documentary. I think I talked to you about this. I watched the Netflix documentary Untold. I don't know. Is this? A, yeah, it counts. Untold. Sure. It's the Netflix Untold series. Yeah. Uh, Untold Johnny Football. Great little watch. Yeah. Great little watch. I'm not a college football guy. I'm an NFL guy. Johnny Manziel. He played in the NFL across both. Yeah. Sports. So. The college football stuff, and I remember like his autograph signing stuff and sure. his hijinks. Um, and he was the kind of person like you hear about his college stuff, and you immediately wanted him to fail so hard when he got to the NFL, and he yeah. did. But then you realize why he did, and you you feel for him. At well, at some points in this documentary, he's a hero. Other points, he's a villain. It's actually a good. It was a really good watch. I really okay. enjoyed it. Uh, and then on uh, Mark's recommendation and loan. Of DVD, or I guess it's Blu-ray, 1981, Blowout. Yeah, this is what everybody's been waiting on. It's great. Okay. I think it's a great movie. The ending is hard and a little contrived, but I think it's one of these situations where they had this, he, he's writing this screenplay mm-hmm. and it is really good and it's kind of something that you just wish kept going and going. Yeah. And it's got to end sometime. Um Great movie. Yeah. Great, great movie. Yeah. I, I, I buy that. I, I, now we're talking about like the ending of like the, 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 I guess the plot or like the ending, ending of the movie, like that last. The ending, ending of yeah. the movie. It, it, you know what? It, I don't know why we're dancing. Right? The movie's 40 years, 30 years old. 81, yeah. It, yeah, almost 40, oh, over 40. 42 years old. 42 years yeah. old. Um, yeah, it, I have questions of like, what? I guess it's just that he just goes back to his life. 
it was like, why do you have to put that in the movie? But that's I I think I might have said this. I think it's the best Travolta. He's it he's is. selling a kind of like I have questions, but he's selling it. I go, all right. It is a great Travolta. Yeah. Um, the character is fantastic as well, mm. and they flesh out the character towards the middle of the movie. And you're like, wow, that is yeah. even cooler now. Um, also, what a freaking great like opening scene. <laughs> I was, I, I don't, I think I was kind of keeping it to, to my vest because I did my uh, my you know my podium my my three De Palma movies I watched. Uh, Blow is my one, but you still get that De Palma sleaze. Yes, he's he's kind of a sleazy guy. What a great he's opening still getting. scene, and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't know, like, some of the action scenes are a little not good, but I, I think it is maybe more of the time, and maybe that isn't aged well. Yeah. Um, but I would totally watch this movie again. Um, yeah. Well, I had a cartoon. You didn't want to throw on the uh, director's commentary I, or the film historian... Retrospect, I, you know, I might borrow again and, and watch that, that commentary. I, I'd be interested to hear the yeah. commentary on that one. Yeah, I mean, I pulled out the. I was like going through that book, I'm like, it's nice. Yeah, it's just, Mark's got these criterions. It's like they got each one. They they got they, they each come with like a little book, and there's a lot of info. There's essays. Yeah, you each know, of them. I remember I had some Criterion Collection DVDs years ago, and I mean the production of those. Is really always yeah. great, and all the extra stuff you get is really cool. But I forget, you know, because I don't really buy physical media as much anymore. Sure, but uh, well, and it's the stuff because I don't watch. You know, back in the day when we were young, and you know, you could get like um, I don't know, like Kill Bill on Blu-ray, and you could watch it, and you'd watch it again, and you watch it a third time, and then you're like, okay, now I'm throwing on the director's commentary, and I'm gonna watch the, all the features. Now, if I'm like, oh, I want to watch Blowout, I just kind of want to watch Blowout. Yeah. And I've never had the thing where it's like, I want to... I, I have to be really familiar with the movie if I'm going to put on the director's commentary. And you know, the I, I think part of it too, there's so many distractions now too. Yeah. Like, you know, you got a kid running around and that's distractions. It's hard to sit when you... If commentary and stuff, you want to listen mm-hmm. and someone might be like popping in to talk to you. Like, that. I mean, yeah, it's just... I mean, I don't even have a kid and I'm completely distracted all the time. When I'm trying to watch a movie. Oh gosh, yeah. But I watched. I hid in the basement and watched Blowout yesterday. That's the way to do I it. I locked the animals upstairs. I shut the door. I put my "Do Not Disturb" sign on. Yeah. yeah I got like a little light. So, hey, don't. Uh, <laughs> got the red lights on. Don't answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, things move too fast. We're too distracted. Gosh, you know, for the movie we're gonna do today, Emma. I put it on. Hit play immediately. I'm like looking for something else to do. And I go, oh, shit, there's, it starts with words. <laughs> I got to read this. Yeah. Come on. We don't start a movie with talking? Right out the gate, I got to read? Yeah. The whole reason I'm watching an adaptation is so I don't have to read. That's right, yeah. Oh. All right, yeah. Seems like you got to... Yeah, I got some, got some, had some fun, had some fun movies there. What about you? What you All got right, going? Yeah. You, uh, I'm guessing. It's a mismatch. Eight, 18 to 25 titles here? Uh. No, 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 no. Uh, it was, I, I, I did some traveling and uh, some stuff, so I, I didn't get as much as uh, I probably should have done. I, I didn't, no, no theme, 
this time. I, I had some ideas. I was like, ooh, okay, maybe this will be the theme. Maybe the same. Never worked out. Uh, you can get me again that. So, uh, okay, I'll just start in the order I saw them in. 1999, Office Space. Kind of just threw this on late one night. I was like, yeah, let's watch It's a good movie. That's a, that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, uh, you know, this 99, it came out when I was middle school. That was really funny. Probably haven't seen a bit. Now I, I work in an office and I'm like, or, you know, I work in the corporate structure and it's just funnier. It's, it's, it's silly, but it's, it's very realistic. Yeah. It, it, it you relate to this movie. Um, all right. 2018. Game night. I just, I just followed back to back. I was like, I want to watch something funny. I was on the Hulu app. I think I finished off a of space, and then it was just like, hey, maybe you'd also like to just start this up. So I watched Game Night. Uh, that's very funny. I think that's a funny movie. Bateman uh, and... It's, yeah, it's Bateman and... Uh, Rose Byrne? No, not Ro- Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Yeah, and uh, Jesse Plemons in it. It's just... Yeah. Jokes land. It's, it's fun. Um... All right, 2021. This is also on Hulu. Right? Big Hulu streaming. Um, couple weeks for me. Werewolves Within. Um, with, uh, oh, who's the guy? Sam Richardson from uh, from Veep. Um, and the, the AT&T girl. Uh, it's, it's good. I, I, if we're doing trash and cash, this is cash. It's fine. It, it's a good streamer. You know, that, it doesn't try to do, to, it doesn't like reinvent anything it's just a fun little comedy horror movie you know uh, it's a nice whodunit I, I like I like a I like a mystery uh, okay got up to the theater 2023 Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and I believe last episode Mike you gave this a cash 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 triple cash triple cash I it's cash for me you might get that second cash I don't know if I can go three times. <laughs> uh, no, this is a five star. It's a five. Star, this is a five star, twenty twenty three entry. This it was great. Two and a half or God, two hours forty minutes, just flew by. It goes it's so great, fast, great yeah. set pieces. Uh, yeah, Tom Cruise, great. I'm excited. I like that this is. They tell you right at the game. This is Mission Impossible Seven: Dead Reckoning Part One, but I felt like this was a complete movie. Yeah, you know, I you kind of get an idea like, okay, here's probably what they're gonna do into like you, but you can just watch this. And be like, yeah, there was a beginning, middle, and end. There wasn't this like cliffhanger of like, yeah, we we got to where we need. They took me where I needed to go for a three hour movie, and I appreciate that. Yeah, Tom Cruise, he respects cinema. He's not gonna fuck around and be like, That's oh, right. we're just stopping the movie. That's right. Right here on this train. No, he's give you a satisfying ending. Uh, okay. 2023, this was new to Peacock, Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. This is very uh, pretty to look at. He, you know, he, he has his style. This is probably the most Wes Anderson-y, Wes Anderson film that he's done. It's almost where I'm like, this feels like a parody of a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> like how much it's the Wes Anderson. There's some jokes. They're funny. Ultimate. Okay. I did watch this immediately. I came back from Mission Impossible 3. Or, I'm sorry, Mission Impossible uh, Dead Reckoning. Jacked up. And then I threw on a Wes Anderson film. So it was already, like... You had to, yeah, you had to cool, cool your nerves it, down. It's, it's, it, you know, it was already, like... What am I doing? Putting 
putting that against this, but you know, so it was already starting from a play. But I, also, I was just kind of bored, and then like by the end, I was like, you know, there were some times I chuckled. I just said, "Am I over his shtick?" Because I didn't like fr- like French Dispatch too. Like it was like same thing. I was like, there are some parts I there's parts I liked. It was very it's very interesting to look at, but ultimately, am I kind of just bored by it? You know, that's it. Because I didn't. I haven't seen his last. Astro City, French, French Dispatch. Dispatch. I mean, I saw Isle of Dogs, I guess, but that's animated. I did see Isle of Dogs. I did, and the one before that was like the Scout Camp one. Oh, Moonrise Kingdom, and then like Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay, like so I think I think Kingdom was the one, my the last one I saw. Okay, I said I liked it, but then I just haven't been. Oh, I'm going to see the new Wes Anderson. Like, yeah, and I I was kind of worried too. I'm like, I just like. Over it, yeah. It it is interesting because I felt like I started to kind of go down. Like I I don't like love like Life Aquatic and then like Moonrise Kingdom. I was like, yeah, like it's kind of you could almost do like this like ebb and flow chart of like Royal Ten of Bombs. I was in on Wes Anderson and then I was like, okay, Life Aquatic and this it kind of went down a little bit. And they're all enjoyable. And then Grand Budapest Hotel came out. And I was like, I love this movie. This is fantastic. And now we're kind of like. Last three, I'm like, I don't know if I love it. He was the director I was going to do because I wanted to go back and watch Rushmore because for me, I felt like... But Rushmore, he had his style, but it wasn't this style. No, this. Like, no. It was kind of a normal... It was like yeah. a normal movie-ish. Uh, so I, I kind of wanted to go back and watch that and I would have watched the third one. I, I still might do that, but after this one, I was just like, I need a break. Well, that's kind of why I thought like Dar- Darjeeling wasn't his... Oh yeah, that's how another he, one that was he thought of is because like I felt like he dialed back his yeah. his style on it a little bit, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, well, maybe it's not at not enough of him. Like it's just too different than his other things. Sure. I mean, it still has the quirky characters and 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 yeah, you know, dialogue and stuff. But I was like, well, it's on that train, and like you can't really do the showpiece sure. stuff. Sure. Yeah. Uh, all this diorama kind of stuff, and and I was like. And then Moonrise seemed to bring it back, and Grand Budapest definitely brought it back. Yeah, but, that's definitely that. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I do need. I do want to watch the. Yeah, so I might do that. I might go and throw on Rushmore, and then maybe like pick like maybe do Darjeeling Limited or uh, Moonrise Kingdom. I, don't, I I never saw Moonrise Kingdom. I don't think. Maybe I did. Yeah, I, I know it's the the scouts. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, so I, I might do that, but. It got me thinking, like, you know, so I, I saw Oppenheimer a couple weeks ago, and I, I loved Oppenheimer. And, like, Chris Nolan has a style, but his movies kind of feel like, oh, he can do a bunch of different stuff. Or, like, Tarantino. Like, he can do different things. Like, you know, a lot of directors can... Most directors do that, right? Like, they have their style, but they can do different things. Wes Anderson, I feel like he is in a very small box, and it's almost like, could he do something else? Like, would people, would people be interested if, like, Wes Anderson just did, like, a... I don't know, like a cop drama I'd, I'd be interested yeah right like I, I'd be curious of like what what else could you do if yeah. it wasn't just this like like you know you write direct these and they're very just like each I mean each frame is like a like a picture and then, and then you get his weird dialogue you know the, the style of dialogue and um yeah I, I don't know it, it, it was fine it's just it probably, it's not my favorite Wes Anderson and at the time I saw it it was almost like I'm not enjoy myself fully 
with this. Sure. But yeah, there's there's some fun there's some funny things and um, kind of like with like the plot of it. You know, the, the story it's a fun it's a fun story. Um, all right, Asteroid City. Okay, 2014. This is also on HBO. This has been on my radar. Like, oh, I want to watch this eventually. It's my first time watching it. Uh, Tom Hardy, James Gandolfini, The Drop. I like that. Cash. That's a cash movie. It's a very just small little New York crime. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, it's uh, Gandolfini and Tom Hardy run a bar. That's a that's a drop bar for like um, the Chechen mob, and it gets robbed. And, you know, the mob's like, well, you gotta get our money back. And, uh, it, stuff unfolds. But it's good. It's Tom Hardy, uh, you know, doing his New York accent. Uh, James Gandolfini's always great, but it's like a different James Gandolfini. It's not Tony Soprano Gandolfini, you know? It's, uh, yeah, I like it. Um, it's a Dennis Lehane. It's a Dennis Lehane book. Oh, okay. He's like Missing River. Uh, all right. 2023. Did not see the Meg 2, but I did see <laughs> the Black Demon. Uh, this is... Oh, God. I can't remember. The Black Demon. The Black Demon. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. And Was it in there? Is it a shark movie? It's a shark movie. <laughs> well, or is it a demon? Or is it a demon movie? Is it a demon movie? Uh, it, stars, it stars our guy, Josh Lucas, from Poseidon. Oh, man. Uh... This is trash. It's not. It's not even like fun. It's not even a fun trash movie. Like, I feel like I could watch both shark movies and be somewhat entertained. This one, I was like, uh, no, not, not, <laughs> not for me. Um, yeah, it's it's a shark movie that takes place on an oil rig uh, off the coast of Mexico. So you know, you trapped on an oil rig, you gotta get back. There's a shark in the water. Jeez, the black demon. Black demon. Yeah. Uh, okay, one more movie. 2023. This is due to Netflix. The Pope's Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Now, this is on me because I, I saw the title, The Pope's Exorcist. This stars, um, uh, I mean, I'm getting, I'm just blanking on name. Russell Crowe is in this. He plays The Pope's Exorcist. I don't know why, when this movie came out, I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. So the Pope gets possessed and then an exorcist has to come. That's not what this is about. But Russell Crowe, it just in name, he's the he's the Pope's exorcist. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of your run of the mill exorcist movie. This is gonna be a new. I'm I'm gonna see if I can create a new category for trash and cash. This is this is trashy cash. Okay, it's bad. It's a bad movie. But I also had fun kind of watching it. And Russell, I think Russell Crowe knows he's in a bad movie because he is. What, his Italian ac- accent, it is like he is making fun of Mario. Like, that is his Italian accent he decided to go with. <laughs> kind of chew- me, Russell Crowe! Yeah. Uh, the Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, he's doing this Italian accent, and, you know, he he's kind of he's the bad boy of exorcism. That's kind of his character. And he's got to go exercise some demons. And I liked it. <laughs> I like it's like it's bad. I like exorcism movies. Yeah, and I think part of it is growing up Catholic. Sure, and like the funky history and and mystery that you only hear the fringes of growing up, and then you see the movies that you know are nowhere even close to what's probably real. Oh, see, I was gonna pull. I was gonna when I think about exorcism movies, I kind of think of like. 
when Mike and I talk about uh, like Jack Ryan and stuff, and you always say, you know, this stuff happens every day. When I see an Exodus movie, I go, <laughs> you know, this happens like every day. Like, this is the stuff church, the church. If they're not telling you about, right, this. right, right. Yeah, that's that's true. This yeah. stuff you don't hear about. This is the stuff. Yeah, I go. You know, it, it, there's a reason it exists. You know, in the zeitgeist. You know, did you see the trick? In any of the movies you saw, probably not for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but have you seen the trailer for the new Exorcist movie? No. It looks... I watch, Horror movie trailers come on, I'm like, oh, that looks spooky. Like in, this, like the Exorcist Exorcist? Yeah, line? like in that in, world. In that world? Yeah. Okay. The, no, I haven't. Uh, this trailer, it wasn't just, oh, this movie looks too spooky. I was like, this fucking trailer is too scary. I forget what movie I saw. I was like, I can't. I can't even watch this trailer. This is too scary. Out. This is ah, too freaky. Uh, yeah, so that's what I watch. So check out yeah, the Pope's Exorcist. It's look if you watch it and you're like this was stupid, don't come to me. I'm telling you it's trash. But did I have fun watching it? Yeah, I did. I'm putting it on my watch list, Mark. And I'm going to come in here and I'm going to talk to you about this. Oh my God! Even the poster. He's even his even that beard is too Italian. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of yeah. He plays uh, what, what's his name? It's uh, he plays Father Gabriel Amor Amoth. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm excited to watch that. The man. Pope's Exorcist. So, um, I liked him more than the Black Demon. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> we got uh, we got two other movies. We're, we're continuing our. Rom-com movies that star a British person, like, in one of the leads. But also, the lead lady? Not that British. Not that... It's it's a long theme. We watched the 2020 adaptation of the Jane Austen novel, which was also made into film in 1996. We watched Emma. Um... The first Emma movie we watched was in 1996. It starred Gwyneth Paltrow, Tony Collette, Alan Cumming, Ewan McGregor, Jeremy Northam. Uh, Emma Woodhouse is a congenial young lady who delights in meddling in other people's affairs. She is perpetually trying to unite men and women who are utterly wrong for each other. Despite her interest in romance, Emma is clueless about her own feelings and her relationship with gentle... Mr. Knightley. Emma, Cupid, is armed and dangerous. Was this your first time watching Emma? It was. Uh, what, what did you think of Emma? There we go. Oh, boy. Poor, aged poorly. Are you talking about the film stock we watched? Because that looked like it was like, I know I'm watching digitally, but has this just been sitting in an attic? So I felt like I was watching, like, when they film a play... Like when when you watch the 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 freaking recorded play of something in your language arts class in seventh grade, yeah, I was I couldn't believe how bad it looked. Yeah, <laughs> we had the same. So same maybe first it, aged, it just looked like shit. Yeah, yeah, I had that. I it just this is nineteen ninety. What did I say ninety six? Uh, yeah, it just I was like, why does this look? Jurassic Park had been out. <laughs> yes, you know. I, it looked so bad. The set pieces were garbage. Mm-hmm. The staging, the it was clearly all just on a soundstage. Yeah, one soundstage. <laughs> they only had one soundstage. Right. They're like it was on a fucking stage. 
Yeah. It was disappointing. Oh, so disappointing. I think, so this is a genre that uh, is not, is, is not one of my favorite type of genres. Like, I mentioned kind of like fantasy is like probably like the one that's hardest for me to get into. Right next to fantasy is period dramas. Like, I just, it's not for me. Um, but I think kind of maybe some of the interest, I, I was trying to put my mind of like, there there are people who love period dramas. I mean, Down, yeah. Downton Abbey is like a huge hit, you know, The Crown, all that stuff. And I think maybe there's like, I was trying, to, there's like a fantasy, right? Like the, the interest that you like of like, ooh, high society and the costumes and like where the, 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 the mansions and all that stuff and like that, the Duke. So it's, so it just looked bad. It's like, man, you're not even playing into like the people who want to see this of like, well, at least like the dresses are going to look nice and the, the mansions are going to look like luxurious. It's like, no, nah, it looked like shit. Yeah. Who wants, no one wants to live in this world with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, it was. It looked terrible. Oh. It was distracting. I I didn't want to watch. Yeah, I couldn't stand to have my eyes on it. Yeah, it just had this like, like someone took the exposure and like turned it up a little too much too. Like it just had this like wash on it. it was, yeah. So that that was that that was my first initial thought while watching it was mm-hmm. wow this looks like garbage. Yeah. Um. I. I'm not a Jane Austen fan. Sure. Um, I have I have read Pride and Prejudice. Okay. And I have read Gosford Park, I think, as a Jane Austen. And I have read... I've not read Emma. Okay. Sedi- I mean, this is more than, more than Sed- me. So maybe Sedition. You- I've read... Sed- is that a Jane Austen novel? Sedition? I, I think mine might be an Austen head. I... Those books were all out of... Gosford Park was in school. Yeah. Pride and Prejudice was because a friend of mine, she just begged me to read sure. it. And I said, okay. Yeah. And I said I hated it. And then she said, okay, well, here, I got you Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And I read that, and I equally hated that. I remember when that came out. I equally yeah. hated that. Um because it is just Pride and Prejudice right, and it, with zombies. Yeah. So it still sucked. It's the same book, right? And then they'll just put in lines to add in the zombie yeah, plot line. There's a little the more to it. Okay. Like, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does nothing for the book, which sure. it does nothing. Uh, it's a ma- I guess that, that book's a masterpiece. It's not for me. It's yeah, not yeah. for me, right? So, you know, people do think very highly of Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. I guess my point was I'm not a Jane Austen yeah. guy. Um, and I, yeah, 15 minutes in this movie, I'm like, this is going to be a hard, this going to be hard, uh, a couple movies to watch. It, um, you know, back to the seventh grade, I, you know, recording of this is with this one, there were some performances in this. I was like, man, I, I feel like I'm watching the high school, um, you know, Shakespeare, you know, yeah. people putting on that, you know. Art thou for thou accent. Right. And, uh, you know, some people were good. Um, Tony Collette's always good in, like, things. I've never seen Tony Collette from 30 years ago. Yeah. And I was like, wow, look at Tony. I, I, I saw her name in the cast, and I saw her. I was like, hey, I just always pictured, uh, you know, Tony, older Tony Collette. Yeah, I saw her name too, and I thought, oh, she's going to be playing, like, uh, like a, a governess or something. Right. <laughs> uh, well, of course, she'd be like 20. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, she she's good in it. Um, the the gentleman, all oh so short of small of a role, who played uh, Mr. Woodfield, the father, the claustrophobic father. Yeah, he he was good, and I really like the only character I like because he's funny. Yeah, um, I like that. Absolutely terrified and disturbed by Alan Cummings. As the vicar? Yeah. What the hell is going on here? I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah. And then I'm I and also starting to think and I, I think uh maybe Gwen Paltrow's not that good an actress. That oh. yeah, I have a discussion now we we do when we talk about the remake, but yeah, I just thought her performance So I I watched the 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 twenty twenty version first and then I watched this one. I go I had the same thing. I was like, is Gwen Paltrow just not... Is she not good? I honestly... I just don't wooden? think she is that great of an actress. It, yeah. Um, I don't think she can be a lead. She, She's gotten by on her, her looks. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, we know the Shakespearean love thing was all paid for. Like, yes. We know that was bought by Harvey. Yeah. Like, we know all about that. So we can put that aside. Yeah. But you look at her other roles she's done. We did the remake of the Hitchcock movie with her and Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. And she was good in that. But as this side, like, not a, not the full role, right? Yeah. Uh, not not the lead. You, you think about the Marvel Universe movies. And I'm like, she's just there. It's Gwyneth Paltrow. She's not doing anything special. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm just starting to think maybe she's not a very good actor. I don't know. Yeah. And they had him do an accent for two hours. <laughs> but I can't even think of anything else she's in. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, Seven, right? Seven, Very but not small. doing anything? Yeah. But because she doesn't have a lot to do, she's actually, I think she's actually very effective in Seven just because it's just, she kind of grounds like the movie. Because she's just there to have dinner with Morgan Freeman and it feels like, oh, these are like real people and they have lives outside of that but I've got she's in maybe 10 minutes of the movie yeah I mean I'll, I'll give you and I'll, then her head's in a box I'll give you seven uh shallow how she just wear a fat suit for a lot a lot of it <laughs> I did not I, or never, I guess not a lot of it I never saw shallow how um oh oh she's Cajun. in she, she dies pretty quick actually she's in that Paul Thomas Anderson gambling movie she's actually really good in that um, uh, eight uh, part eight. eight oh that movie rules yeah um yeah I, oh here we go just brought it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we Perfect Murder. Man, she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I but do she's, you yeah, I guess maybe I'm Noah, being a little unfair. Yeah. No one's gonna confuse it for Meryl Streep though. That's for that's for yeah. dumb sure, yeah. And then like now it's just kind of the lead. And you know, this was I don't know how how into her career this movie was maybe this was like the first was this her first leading role was was Emma in 96 it was yeah it's, Shakespeare in Love it's and pretty early so maybe it was just too much to ask too soon I mean I'm looking like Sky Captain of the World Tomorrow I, I'm fond of that film yeah. I don't remember it much but I was like oh yeah she was in that but yeah maybe I'm being a little hard a little yeah. harsh well we're just judging uh, the movie Emma and in the movie Emma I don't know if she's that good in it <laughs> 
she's not good at it. Yeah. It's not. And, and maybe it's not even her fault. It may be just the film stock they shot it on. Based on what we see with the thing. And, uh, it's the know, lighting. Yeah. Their best boy didn't show up. Uh, written, directed, uh, written and directed by Douglas McGrath. And this this is his only movie like mm. he's really ever done. So, you know, you have a first time writer-director. We can kind of, just based on how it's shot and how it looks, it's like, this doesn't look very good. Maybe there just wasn't a big emphasis on uh, yeah. her acting. Uh, $7 million budget did gross $22 million. 84% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 56 reviews. Uh, Critical that, consensus reads... surprising a little. That surprises me. Yeah. Marks an auspicious debut for writer-director Douglas McGrath, making the most of its Jane Austen source material. Uh, and a charming performance from Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, yeah. I'm not an Austin head. Uh, watching both these movies, though, I do know that the movie Clueless is one of these modern uh, retellings of a Jane Austen, so it was fun watching this. It was like, oh, yeah, I remember this in Clueless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This part, yeah. But they were dancing to uh, uh, the Mighty Mighty Bostones instead. <laughs> yeah. Same thing, but different. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, that's Paul Rudd. Yeah, he kind of looked like Paul Rudd a little bit. Like he kind of had like a Paul Rudd face a little bit. Uh, yeah, they get mugged. They kind of get mugged in the thing. I was like, oh yeah, it's one of those guys held her in the ball off the balcony. <laughs> like it was just, it had these like nice little parallels. I was like, you know what? I think Clueless did a pretty good job of yeah. adapting this. Yeah. Uh, we do get an update. There have been many updates. Uh, there's a TV series. There's a, um, a BBC um, uh, adaptation that they've done. But we did the 2020 theatrical United States movie, Emma, with a period at the end. Uh, this time, it's directed by Autumn DeWild. It stars Anya, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Johnny Flynn, Josh O'Connor, uh, Mia Goth and Bill Nye. In 1800s England, a well-meaning but selfish young woman meddles in the love lives of her friends. Emma, handsome, clever, and rich. Uh, was this your first time seeing this Emma? It was. Yeah. Uh, we'll just, before we jump into it, $10 million budget, $26 million at the box office. I do believe this came out like three weeks before uh, the world shut down. This was a COVID movie. Yeah. Um, I remember before we talk about the movie, I remember seeing the preview for this movie. Mm. I don't remember what I, I just remember seeing it. Yeah. And the way they made the preview, the one I saw, it had this whimsical yet evil kind of thing going on. And, and I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. And I thought I was getting into some like weird, creepy horror movie. And then at the end, this is like Emma. And I was yeah. like, oh shit. What? And I was like, I'm intrigued by the preview. I remember the preview, and I really feel like they, you know, the the favorite. You remember that movie with the Emma Stone? Yeah, it came out. I think maybe the year before, and that was a big hit. And yes. I feel like they were kind of maybe playing on like, oh, did you like the favorite? Right. Here's our trailer cut. Uh, when really, you know, you watch them, and it's like they're very different movies. Uh, but I feel like they kind of had this like the trailer. I remember it being very like snippy and snip cuts. Yeah, quick cuts. A lot of like. 
you know that the one shot I remember is in when she's in the carriage, she just pushes the door yes, shut. Yes, pushes the door shut. Um, I don't think she says anything in the trailer. Right. Like I, I think it's just looks. Like yes. she's just given looks. Uh, you know, the witch came out a couple years yeah. before, and you're yeah. saying, "Oh, well, that's." I think I was like, "Yeah, oh, Angelina, another period." Something seems off in this yeah, world. This she's not saying anything. She's just looking at people. It's creepy. Uh, she's a murderer. And then, <laughs> and then, possibly, I mean, like, oh yeah, on the back of Pride and Prejudice says, "Other works by this author." <laughs> you know, on the inside sleeve, we can see, like, "Oh, well, if you like this, you can check out her other other things." Um, all right, we'll just. Oh, sorry. Yeah, twenty-three million dollars at the box office. Eighty-six percent on Rotten Tomato, based on two hundred and fifty-seven reviews. Uh, other adaptations may do a better job of constantly capturing the spirit of the classic source material, but Jane Austen fans should still find a solid match in this Emma. Uh, what did you like about Emma twenty twenty? Immediately, it looked better. Yeah, there was. Well, one, they there were outdoor outdoor shots that were actually outside. Yeah, actually outside, and that just looked good. The world looked big. Yes, it, it, it just wasn't shot in a closet. I uh, <laughs> to go back to the bathroom. There's a um, God. What is it? It's the scene. Maybe when the letter comes from um, Alan Cummings, and like she's talking. To Tony Collette, you know, uh, Harriet's character. And um, they're just, like, in front of a pen with some sheep. And there's all this, like, noise that you could tell. They're just piping in to be like, yeah. village noise. I'm like, why, why are they talking right here? And why is there all this noise? John Travolta's character from Blowout is over there piping in. <laughs> <laughs> Piping in the village noise. <laughs> and, and it's a sound... St- like, it's yeah. like, oh, we just have this, like... We made it look like it's this uh, this street in this like in the common town. I was like, this it looks bad. We're like, yeah, this just right off the cuff looks so much better. Yeah, it like, looks fantastic. And it, in my theory of like why one of the reasons people like this, it's like oh, it's the world of it's this high society British world that people. This gives it to you. Yeah, the the girls are in dress, you know, beautiful dresses. The the men are in these nice suits. They live in these nice mansions on these beautiful hillsides. Like, yeah, I'm in this world. You, yeah. you took, you brought me in. Um, love that. Um, I mean, we've talked about Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, coming up. I, I don't think she's coming up anymore. I think she's up. Yeah, I think she's there. And she's she's great. Yeah. What was what's What's the last thing she did? Oh, like the menu, but she had like a. She's here now, right? Yeah, I mean, she, what's the big movie that she was in? She did the Edgar Wright movie. Um, oh, last night, yeah, last and night. Then, so, and, and then the menu. Oh, it's Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Yeah, that was kind of like show. Yeah, she's the here Netflix now. Show. Um, yeah, it's funny that you meant like she's great. Watching these back to back. So much of the dialogue is the same. I imagine it's pulled right out of the book. Yeah, I, I, yeah. She just deli- like, from what I understand of what Emma is supposed to be, and she's kind of this like, I don't know. She delivers all like she just kind of like you can tell that there's a smirk behind everything that she's saying. Where like Gwyneth Paltrow didn't have that. I was like, oh, I, I get this character, and she's like the way she delivers her lines and carries herself throughout the movie. It's like, yeah, she, she's good. She's mm-hmm. really good in this. Um, so we got, you know, we got that, the cast, um, 
Uh, Bill Nee Bill Nee as the dad. Yeah. Freaking fantastic. He's yeah. You said that your favorite character from the last yeah. one was the, yeah. I was like, well, what did you think of Bill? He, he was still great. Where Just, we stand on? I had a friend call him Bill Nye. I was like, that's the science guy. I think it's. I've said Nye. I too. Nye or Nye. I think there's yeah. an E at the end. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nye or Nye or. Big Bill. Big oh, Bill's Big great. Bill. Big Bill. <laughs> yeah. He's. Yeah. Uh, he's great in that and mm-hmm. that whole shtick and. They kind of lean more into that shtick throughout this film, which I which I appreciated. Yeah, the the Gwyneth Paltrow one is just like, oh, he says this. Oh, you can't possibly blah blah blah. You're gonna catch a cold or whatever. And it's funny, but they lean far more into that in this one, and just delivered over and over constantly. Mm-hmm. And um, really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Um, Mia Goth. Yeah, she's good. She's good. Um, she's clearly developed. Since this movie, uh, mm-hmm. X and Pearl is another level of her yeah. that I think is far above this, but she's still good in this. It's funny, she's doing, um, in, when we first introduced, when we are first introduced to Harriet, it, I, I, I love her introduction because you could tell, like, she doesn't really fit in this world, and the way she keeps looking at Emma for cues of, like, how to drink her tea and talk, but she's doing this voice, I was like... She, oh, this is the this is like the overacting thing that Pearl did in in Pearl, where she wanted to be a big movie star. Yeah. Like she was doing this like, well, here's how I read my dialogue lines. I was like, oh, she's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Is she on her way up? Is she up? Is she here? I think she is almost up. Yeah, she's on her way. She's getting real close. Yeah, she uh, X and Pearl Pearl are great. I I think, and I don't know the commercial success of X and Pearl. Mm. Um, but they're so good, and if people would watch them, then I think she would immediately be like skyrocketed yeah. because she's fantastic. Yeah, she kind of seems like her last few movies. She's maybe and maybe she becomes maybe in the like more for the horror genre because it's X Pearl her most known, and then she was in the Suspiria remake, uh, Emma, and then I, uh, a movie called Infinity Pool. You saw that right, Infinity Pool. I have not, yeah. but it was well. Did you see it? No, okay. I thought you did. It was well talked about. Like, oh, right. you gotta watch Infinity Pool. I think it's a little. I, from what I've understood, it's maybe some body horror, which you know I'm on the fence about. That. <laughs> now on Hulu though, so maybe I give Infinity Pool a uh, a watch. Cool. And yeah, my poor back. Check that out too. Watch it through my through, through my fingers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cast is cast is all good. All good. Um, oh, this was another positive. Sometimes this drives me nuts in movies, but this movie, and I think the original could have used this, are autumn, winter, spring. Yeah. It worked, because that was a, a complaint of mine of the first, is it just all ran together, and I had no sense of time. Yeah. It didn't make sense, and especially when Elton leaves and suddenly he's back and he's married, so he just... Ran off, bought a wife, and came back. Right. In, in the 96, Emma, it does just seem like he left days past, maybe, yeah. is what it feels like. And this, like, it was like, okay, he's he's gone. Like, yeah, forget for, time is and gone. since they did that in this movie with, like, now it's springtime, it, yeah. it just helped me mentally understand the passing of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't run together. Uh, so I did find that. That was a positive for me, for sure. Yeah. Which I don't, what, what's the technical term for that kind of thing in a film? Do you know? Like what, 
uh, where they where they put up the yeah like like just there has to be some sort like I wonder what that's oh called. god yeah there, there there is a name for it because it it dates back to like uh like the silent film era right yeah where they would put up a a title card yeah I, I but not a title card it would be like a but it would tell you right time yeah like yeah. you have like the like mise en scene like that's one thing I remember from mm-hmm. like a, a film class mise en scene right like things in the picture in the picture yeah and so like I wonder that's got some official thing yeah and it worked in this movie I liked it mm. uh, yeah Bill Bill Nighy Big mm. Bill yeah yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember we were going to go watch Pirates of the Caribbean and this was back at a friend uh, from high school we were both came back from college and it was just like hey let's get together on Mondays, and we'll just go see a movie. Whatever movie, we're going to go see it. We're both movie guys. And it was like Pirates of the Caribbean, like three, four, whatever. And I was like, I'm not a big Pirates of the Caribbean. He was like, oh, no, this would be cool. Uh, Bill Nye's in it. I was like, the si- Bill, Bill Nye's the science guy? <laughs> and then, you know, it's um, Davy Jones. You know, it's the octopus man. I was like, the fu- the makeup is in- <laughs> amazing on this guy. Well, I didn't know he was such a good actor. <laughs> and then I was like, Man, I'm not this, no, I knew he wasn't a real scientist. They spell it differently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that's the maybe it's, you know stage name versus you know when you're in the Screen Actors Guild, you got to use your real name. Man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I did enjoy all the the cat. I, I didn't, um, you know. So I knew Mia Goth, Goth and Angus and Joyce on there. I, I don't the 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 boys who are all British, which is why this qualifies. Um, I don't know any of them, but. Fine. Didn't recognize any of them. No. Um, I I I think I like this though. I was still disturbed. Why is the vicar so fucking creepy? Uh, that's Elton. Elton, yeah, yeah. Why is he so creepy? Why? Why? Because he loves Emma. Is he that creepy in the book? I, that's what, <sighs> like both the movies. He is a creepy, weird, yeah, f- freaky dude. All I can base it off of is Elton and Clueless and that guy. He was a creep. He was a creep, but he didn't like he was disturb cool, you, right? Yeah, I don't. Maybe he is. I may, the idea because I found him so disturbing, and I think it maybe also comes back to my Catholic upbringing, mm-hmm. where priests are celibate and, and, and stuff, or, or yeah. s- supposed to be. And I, I this this the vicar uh, character. And I, I know it's a different reli- different religion or whatever. Yeah. But I, I, anytime a man of God is like, yeah, working his whims on a woman, I think, or, or another man, whatever, it yeah. is freaky to me. I think the creepiness maybe is because Harriet had a suitor who's like a handsome farm man, uh, who's like a good match for her. But Emma and had like, a freaking righteous hat. Yeah. Uh, but Emma, that hat hard. <laughs> but Emma's like, no, it has to be a high society guy. Even though it's like, yeah, but this guy's a fucking creep. Maybe, maybe that's why they kind of make it like, yeah, but he's not a good fit at all for her. You know, no one wants to marry this guy. Yeah, or shouldn't should want to marry. You know, um, back to the clues comparison. I know clues is, is a, it's a modern upbringing. When Elton and Clueless. Has the picture of um, Brittany Murphy's? She's not Harriet, but whatever she is, in his locker. They're like, "Oh, Cher, who's supposed to be Emma." She's like, "Oh, I get it. He likes her." And he's like, "No, I hung it up because you took the picture." As a kid, I was like, "That makes no fucking sense." You hung it up because she took the picture. Now that I know the source, I was like, "She made the painting." That makes way more sense. 
why he likes it. It's like, yeah, she's the painter. But he's like, no, you took the picture. I was like, that doesn't make, that make any sense. That always made sense to me. You don't clue this. I always got that. No, I, I under, that just seems like um, a uh, uh, oh, step too far for like reality. Is like, okay. yeah, this guy likes Cher, so he's going to put a picture of another girl up in his locker because she took the picture. Where, well, if she painted the picture, now it makes sense. It's like, oh, but you painted, like, you created this. Where it's like, she just snapped it on a Polaroid. <laughs> And you put in your locker. Of course, everyone's gonna think you like uh, Brittany Murphy's character. Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah, that's I think it was just. I guess I understood the explanation. Yes, yeah. When he says, "and you took the picture," uh, and then she probably says, "as if" or something. Uh, I I understood it, but I was like, <laughs> "Really, Elton? She took the picture, and you're like gonna put it in your locker?" Yeah, Emma, 2020 and 1996. Not a single as if. So. Yeah, you, know, you tell me. Jane Austen is an incredible writer. I don't know. Maybe maybe some things can be, uh, you know, uh, built upon. Yeah. Um, I got a new phone two days ago, and I, I told Mike about this. He has the same phone, and getting back to an app that's closed out, um, having trouble. Just a quick up. Just a quick up. Just a quick up. Okay. And, and it'll be in your recents on the top. And then, oh. Hold on. Technical difficulties. Here we go. Quick up. There we go. Wait. Or if you do an up and hold, all your open apps. Up and... Okay. You know what? We're just going to... We're going to go... There we go. Okay. But yeah. My notes went away. Um, oh. You know what? Outside the thicker, what, what, didn't, what didn't work for you with Emma? Ooh, uh, what didn't work for me? Oh, I do not need to nor care how of uh, men of society were dressed in this age. Uh, I don't need to see Knightley getting dressed oh, yeah. by another human being. Mm. I don't need to see his butt. I don't oh, need to, Knightley. I, I, I did not. Th- that scene of showing him get yeah. dressed... Like, I get what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, this guy's got a great ass. I get it. Yeah. I get it, all right? But I don't need to, like, I can see that when he's just wearing his tights. I don't need to see his bare ass. Yeah. Like, I can appreciate the man's ass through <laughs> through pants. I I was like, whoa, you know, it's PG-13. It's a period piece. I was like, oh. This. But then I thought, I was like, hey, you know what? In my 30-some years of watching movies, they have given me plenty of gratuitous, you know, Late, you know, in teen comedies, in things, plenty of things that have been for the male gaze. Fine, you sure. know what? This guy's got a great butt. Let's. They know the demographic. Wait, ladies, come to see Emma. Women, we're gonna go watch this movie. Let's. Let's. What's his name? Johnny Flynn. Great ass. <laughs> Al Pacino. He's got a great ass. <laughs> Probably <a> double. <laughs> no, no, that's that's all Johnny Flynn. Uh, yeah, I. It was jarring, but I go, eh. Yeah, you know, the eye candy for whoever, that's fine. Uh, but in all honesty, the real reason I didn't like that is just, like, this long scene of someone getting dressed, and I found it just like, why? I don't care. Yeah. This movie's 20 minutes shorter than the Emma movie, the 1996, and that one I felt like, I was like, this movie's never going to end. This one, while I enjoyed it more, and I felt like it has a... a, a, a pace that is more tolerable and it kind of has more of a, like a sense of urgency with like how it's shot it did it does drag and so you have these scenes where it's like oh this guy's getting dressed and so yeah. 
Let's just move this along. And maybe it's the the period piece thing. Those that like it, maybe that's what they want. <laughs> See a guy um, put on another another scene that uh, the the dancing. I'm not interested in that kind of dance. I don't even know what you call that kind of dance. It 1800s. It looks like a lot of learning to go through just to show off your dancing. You like, have to memorize. Like yeah, to show off your your dancing at a. At a at a ball, like how? Well, I guess maybe back then, maybe in that time, they had a lot of balls. Maybe it was a weekly ball. Yeah. But that was so long, just to show Emma and Knightley like realizing that they have true feelings for each other. Could have been cut down. Mm. And I'm just not interested in that kind of dancing. And you, man. you wanted my my Boston. I wanted Boston. That's one thing's clueless got right. Like, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The, that kind of the I mean that's another thing you can but I like this is this is going on a little long. Yeah. The the dancing. Um Yeah. So so but it, I felt like towards the middle it just kind of I think maybe after Elden takes off, you know, um I it, I feel like there is just a little bit of a drag, a little bit. Um with the film um would you like to see a sequel of Emma 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 2 no I don't I, I mean after bo- watching both these movies like one better than the other at, at the end I was like I really couldn't give two shits about Emma's happy, happiness at the end of this mm. either okay. of them I found her despicable I, Emma's the villain She's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely terrible. So, like, her finding happiness was not a happy ending for me. Yeah. It was like, oh, the rich get richer. It's, again, I can't compare to Clueless, but while I love the movie Clueless, Cher's the villain. Like, she's meddling all this stuff. Maybe she does deserve to marry her (laughs) stepbrother. Yeah. Yeah, this Emma... Uh, Very effective, you know, in what we like... Very effective, you know, it's the exact same scene in the two... Much more effective than this when she's just rude to that uh, uh, Mrs. Bates. Yeah, it's it's like watching. I was like, oh, it's kind of a like made me feel awkward. That was it made mean. me feel bad. That was mean. Yeah, that was mean. And it was just more effective in this one. And uh, yeah, you're just like, I'm not rooting for Emma. Yeah, um, and at least he seems like such a cool dude. Yeah. he's chill, man. Yeah, he's got a carriage, but he walks. I don't know more about that. <laughs> I don't know about this guy that walks everywhere. Well, I mean, we'll jump to it. What character from the Emmaverse would you like to see us uh, a spinoff of? Oh, I mean, oh gosh, I don't know. I, I kind of—they're very. I kind of liked. I kind of liked uh, Emma's uh, miserable uh, brother-in-law. Uh. I like that. I kind of want to see the life. With the baby? Yeah, yeah why yeah. is he so miserable? He's baby. so miserable. Yeah. Oh, man, I want to see that. I want to see his home life. Yeah. His daily home life. Now you bet that would be that funny. That was so just, funny. Yeah. I, I found that character pretty funny. Just yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be a good one. Um, Elton? Just creepy adventure. Creepy Elton. Yeah, the adventures of Father Elton. Yeah. Father Elton finds a bride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, what about a remake of Emma? 
Three years. Three years have passed. It's a long time. Um, I don't think it's time yet. Do we need to find the new? You know, I mean, so I mean, even go back to Clueless, right? Yeah, Silverstone, Paltrow, Taylor Joy. Do we need to find the next? You know. Ah. Maybe a few more years. I don't give, know. Give I think it, we're yeah. good. I think give, we're solid. I think it holds up like visually and and uh, acting wise. I yeah. think it holds up for those. Uh, in the end, I, I think this is just not like for me. But I think it it it's okay. Mm-hmm. It it's a fine movie. And having not read the book, having talked to no one who is super into like Jane Austen, um. I feel like this was a successful adaptation of the book. And yeah, I, yeah, we're I, good. Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I understood the book. I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, in an entertaining way. I was like, yeah, I feel like I picked up Emma. I, I get the beats. I mean, honestly, I think this movie is a good movie. Yeah, it's just not for me. I think it's a good movie. It's just not for me. Yeah, I can't, uh, I'm curious how like Rotten Tomatoes, how this compared to the. Paltrow one. Well, eighty six percent. I mean, this is critics, but eighty six for this one to eighty four for Paltrow. You did get over two hundred more um, reviews. I will say on Letterbox, there was. I felt like the the difference was was greater um, for the, this for for the new one. Yeah, so three point seven on Letterbox for Emma with a period, and well, three point two. So. That's actually a pre- on Letterbox. That's actually a pretty big span. A uh, five, a point, a half star. Half a star. Yeah, that's a that's pretty, pretty big. Pretty big. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we, uh, grade the title. They put a period at the end. What do you think? What do you think of that? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, until that's you official. Told me. That's uh, a. <laughs> I wonder what it is on the title of the book. I wonder what the title of the book is like officially. Has the period? Yeah. Does it? It'd be uh, hard to say. There's probably so many bindings and, and sure, and I've heard it's been released. Book. Whatever yeah. it really was, it's probably been lost. In oh times. sure, hundred percent. I mean, you can probably if I went to Barzell right now, I was like, oh, point me to Austin. The first one I grab might have Anya Taylor Joy on the cover. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, oh, one. now a motion picture. Yeah, they do it that way. Um, all right, you've seen them both. I think we know which way you're leaning. Which am I? You putting on first? Definitely the Anya Taylor. Yeah. Version. Yeah. Yeah. So goes Clueless and Anya Taylor-Joy. Just from move from 1990... Clueless came out in 1995. It just looks way better than 1996 Emma. Uh, I I just had this feeling that that 96 movie was supposed to be a play. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, we got this up-and-coming Gwyneth Paltrow wants to, is attached to this, so they kind of just pivoted. Like, I... Took it off the stage, built yeah, the set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, seven million. Well, this one had, uh, gosh, this budget was only ten. It was only ten. I feel like these movies look expensive, like period pieces. I feel like they should, but ten million dollars—that's not a huge budget. No, it's not. Ninety-six to seven. It's so yeah. yeah. Uh, and for ten, I mean, that was made on a. That was made on a sale, like yeah. You would think like a seven million in ninety-six. That would translate to like. 21 million you would think in 2020 sure yeah so to make it at only 3 million more yeah um, interesting yeah I mean just because as you say you know like I mean, the locations and costumes yeah. and all that stuff, that's kind of cost I mean it looks really good I guess you catch 
Andy Taylor Joy, Catch Me in Goth, you know, the guys we were like, oh, we don't really know them. Like, I guess you're catching all those people at, you know, not crazy rates. Bargain price, yeah. yeah. Bargain rates, yeah. Uh, Bill Nye, he took up four... four yeah, it's, but he, he paid the most <laughs> to be in this film. Uh, yeah, I agree, yeah. Emma, and then... Emma, period. Did we need it? I, I'm going to say yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we did, just for the vast improvement it provided. Yeah. Um, I think it's an improvement. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yeah, we need it. Yeah, we I think this is yeah. an improvement. As my, I, that my whole lead, I was like, this is not for me. Like, I, I watched this movie, this, I'm not the demographic, I'm not interested in this, t- these type of movies, but I can recognize, this is a good movie. It, yeah. It was, it had the romance, it had, the, it like, had the comedy, I laughed quite a bit through this movie, you know, at least, you know, smirked. Um, looks great, great acted. If people, if there's, if there are Austin heads who like Pride and Prejudice and all the adaptations, this, they probably like this. Yeah. I think. Uh, so yeah, I'll say we needed it too. Uh, if you have thoughts on Emma, period, you can uh, email us at dbtgpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on... Uh, that's it. You can email us. You can email us or you can subscribe to the show. Uh, we're not on X or Twitter or Blue Sky, whatever it's called. Uh, what is going on with that? I don't uh, even know. Like, I, I have Twitter just because there's some funny, basically meme tweets sure. that I like to read. But I haven't looked in, in a month because they... The icon's different on my phone, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't recognize. Them. I'm like ah. I I, I I I deleted my Twitter and but then I'll I'll read articles, you know, like uh, you know, uh, and then there'll be a tweet embedded, and so I'll click on it, you know, because like a video or like mm-hmm. I want to see the comments, and then it takes me to X. I was like, it doesn't work the same way. I can't. And I was like, ah, I don't like it. Everyone is pissed off at Elon Musk, but uh-huh. everyone keeps buying Teslas. I don't understand this world. Yeah. Yeah, we're all we also get stand on X, but you want a Tesla? Go get a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can just email e- email if you want to talk to us. You can email the show, uh, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, Google, Pod- Google Podcast, Podcast, all the podcasts. Yep. Um, I we we've been so out of practice. I forgot to do a theme. Um, but oh, no, this is great. Another theme on the fly, baby. Let's go. Yeah, what we're gonna do. Okay, okay that's my back pocket. <laughs> so this is kind of like, hey, we're getting ready for school. We're ending our summer vacations. We got stuff to do. Uh, so I think it'll be less work involved. But I'm calling this. Uh, I don't know. Here's essentially what I want to do. I wanted to do a movie in a series that we've already done. So okay. since we're continuing something we've done, it can be anything we've done. Part three, part six, part eight, whatever you want to pick. Uh, and mainly, I'm doing this because I want to watch, and I forget what it's called, Aliens 4. What's that? Revelations? Revolution? 4 is Resurrection. Resurrection. I want to watch Alien Resurrection. Okay. I've never seen it. And we've done all the way up to three, so we're going to do Alien Resurrection. So we're continuing a movie we've already yeah, done. Yeah, sounds good. Or a series we've already that's, done. That's, that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like when we both own the box, they're the multi Yeah, I, one. I got the, the blue the Blu-ray pack yeah. for Alien. Are they still going box sets if it's all like, well, uh, it's, it's, it's a It's hard case? to know, you know, you get the, and then, and then next thing, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what you call them anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that, that uh, Collection. Oh yeah. We, we both own the Alien collection, yeah. so, uh, yeah, did you have to rent Emma's? 
I had to rent the 96, and then I believe the new one was on Freebie or Peacock. Oh, was it? One of them. They were both on HBO Max like a month ago, and I went to, uh, I sat down to watch them, and I was like, they're not available on your streaming service. Like, son of a bitch. One of them was either Peacock or Freebie. Okay. Um, I, probably Freebie, because I don't have that um, link to my Just Watch. Okay. I need to add that, because it's free. Yeah. Everybody has Freebie. Uh, all right, yeah, so uh, Alien Resurrections for our next month. Uh, till then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Seek One Remix. Something pompous and circumstantial is what I'm going to say now. We'll edit that in later. Miss Woodhouse, Miss Woodhouse, such news.